Hi, good evening. My name is Jay Rothman, and welcome back to Real Men, Real Talk Live. Welcome back to the studio. Again, my name is Jay Roth, and I am the host of the show. I am looking forward to introduce my co-host this evening, Eveslove Heath, the man of the land from down under. He calls Australia home. Welcome back to the show, Ev. Man, it's been a whole how long? Well, it feels like a lifetime. Great to be back, my brothers. Mm -hmm. Welcome. Welcome back. Josh Richard, welcome back. Uh, Los Angeles area of California. Is home for you, and it's good to see you tonight, Josh. Amazing to be back amongst your beautiful faces and everybody watching. Thanks for joining us. And we have Jeff Fasano, Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome to the show, Jeff Fasano. Thank you, Mr. Rothman. It feels like I just saw you guys yesterday. Well, tonight <laughs> is actually, feel like it's actually episode 72, and... Uh, I want to take a moment here to welcome our viewers and listeners. If you are coming in from YouTube, LinkedIn, or Facebook Live, welcome to the show. If you should hear something that you like or love, we'd love for you to tap your love button on your monitor and light us up. If you have any questions for us or comments, please drop them down in, into your comment section, and we'll do our best to acknowledge as many as we can. Um, last week was a strange week for me. I'm sure it was for you guys, too. It was the first week that we didn't come in live in 71 weeks. Not only did we not come in live, but we also didn't have a production meeting. So there was kind of like this feeling, this almost emptiness within me, because four to four and a half hours of my week, I had a hole. I had, I had time that didn't include you as part of it. Mm -hmm. It was certainly felt for sure. For yeah, it sure. Did, it, did, it did. It was, it was a strange sensation, strange, strange feeling, uh, not getting together last week at all. Last week, it was, it definitely felt like there was something missing. There you go. Yeah, well, I think we might have needed a rest. It got it got, it got pretty hot. That sexual energy, my brothers. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> we, had, we had to cool off a little bit. Had to cool down, man. Had to cool down, man. <laughs> Imagine if uh, we've got so many viewers that have been following us and uh, supporting the you know supporting us as a community, building a community for seventy one weeks. And I'm just curious for those of you that missed the show because we were not live. What was it like for you? How did you feel your Friday evening? And um, we want to just take a moment to welcome you back and, and hope that you uh, stayed with us and are here tonight. But tonight's topic is, is one, uh, I want to dive right into it. It's compassion with action. And before we get too far into, into the program, Ev, since you're sitting right next to me on a top shelf here in this moment, I'd like to ask you to warm us up and kick off the show tonight on all things compassion with action. What does that mean to you? 
and uh, welcome back. Thanks, my brother. And as always, from here in the land down under, my brothers and my sis, stars on the other side of the pond. And if you're tuning in here uh, in the land down under, we really appreciate you as always. And thanks for, uh, you know, taking the time to give us time out last week. And we're just so excited to be back on the show tonight to come in with a very, very deep conversation about compassion in action. And I did a video, uh, yes, so leading up to this, as we're talking about in the green room, to really fire it up and uh, really give us an understanding of what this word compassion is and how it could be really implemented, embodied and practiced daily, particularly in what we're living here in 2021 at the moment. You know, I really noted within that video a little bit about my experience, which I'll dive in tonight as well, as I'm sure my brothers and I will share our stories and what this word means to us. And there was a time in my life where I uh, may not have been a compassionate person. Now, for many of you guys out there, you might think that's uh, quite uh, different or quite ordinary from not coming from me and who you see today as Evers Love. But it was one of those lessons that I had to learn within my own life the hard way. And sometimes, you know, you've heard of the, the, the term tough love to really start learning some of these lessons and how I can practice like that word compassion in my life, it had to happen in my journey. You know, for me, when I started to really understand what compassion was, not only within my life, but how it was really felt by other people, places and things around me, I had to do that very thing. I had to come back home to find self-compassion. Now, when I started to learn self-compassion, I did it through mindfulness. I came back to the present moment. I spent some time with me to start really understanding, like I keep talking about in these shows, these beautiful emotions that I had to sit with that I wasn't able to sit in the presence of others with. So when I was able to start learning some of those things in my uh, you know, meditative practices and really focusing on some of those emotions within my world that I wasn't compassionate with in my life, I started to see the very fabric of where that compassion may not have been coming from. Was it stuff that I was growing up with that I was never modelled? Was it stuff and, and relationships than my personal experiences that I had to go through to really experience? And how am I doing it today to embody, but also to share that compassion with other people, places and things outside of myself now? So yeah, man, I'm looking forward to diving in deep tonight with my brothers. And like I said, such a, such an important topic that we're gonna be sharing here tonight on at Real Men Will Talk Live. I got a question for you, Ev. We're, gonna, we're just gonna go deep right away. Let's go. So you shared that you were unable to have compassion for others um, and that it was learned through your mindfulness practices and all of that and that you learned compassion for yourself. Which one came first of those two and and why? Mm. Why did that help the other? We're going deep, brother. We're going in deep. (laughs) <laughs> Look, the, the thing was, as I've always talked about in many shows, how this beautiful dance, it's intertwined because those people, places and things outside of myself were just the mirror reflection of what was going on inside of here. So when I started to learn and I took you through a bit of a deep journey last week with the Rainbow Serpent Dreaming, 
when I started to come up out of that lower half of myself where I was really unaware of some of those murky waters and some of that emotional baggage that I was carrying around, I came up into that place called our heart space. Now, tonight on this show, I'm going to tell you why it's so, so important to really be able to heal thyself through heart space. I mean, we all know that, um, you know, the heart is such an important instrument, but why is the heart so important in something called compassion? For me, the, the whole self-compassion had to come from within first, obviously, to really be able to share that with other people outside of myself. But how I was made aware of that, brother, was because of the reactions and the responses of other people that were in my life at that particular time. Hmm. So when I was able to see that mirror, that I was not making people feel good, man, that I wasn't even sitting in the presence and listening to their emotions, it was because I wasn't listening to my own. Hmm. So that's what I'm saying, my brothers. Um, it was definitely a time within my life, like I said, in the green room, where I had to make a shift from the egoic state of mind to the stoic state of mind. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Moving from our heads to our heart. There you go, brother. All the conditioning and programming is all in our mental body, in, in our minds, in our heads. It's about moving from that into our heart. The only place that we can have compassion from is our heart space. Um, caring for others. We live in a crazy time in this world right now where there's so much divide, so much uh, linear third dimensional stuff going on. In our heart space, we're not living in a linear third dimensional way. We're living in a multi-dimensional being in our heart space. When we open it up to ourselves, we're opening ourselves up to a multidimensional way of life, to looking at things multidimensionally or in many, many different ways, shapes, forms, colors, creeds, sexual connotations, whatever. It's opening up. Compassion is opening up to acceptance. And we can accept where we are at every single moment in our heart space, and then we can open that heart space, open up that energy and look at others in a whole entire different way through the eyes of compassion in your heart space. Mm. Look, at, look at people and see where they are and accept them as opposed to they should be exactly the way you want them to be so it makes you all feel comfortable so where have you looked at yourself and moved out of that comfort zone of what you think you should be based upon your conditioning and programming as opposed to really moving into the full beingness of who we are and through that self-love when we have that acceptance and compassion for ourselves in our heart space, then we can look at another and do the same, whether do you agree with them enough, whether they trigger you or not, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Let, let me ask you this, Jeff. Not, not, there may be some viewers listening that aren't quite sure 
what does it mean? What does compassion mean coming from the heart space? Can you, can you kind of break that down for some of us? Except it begins with acceptance. It's really compassion is about, to me, the first step before we even get to compassion is can we accept where we are right now in this moment in time? Mm-hmm. It begins with that a basic foundation of acceptance. That, mm-hmm. that then leads to compassion for someone. Mm-hmm. So you can just, you know, everybody out there right now, ask yourself, can I accept where I am in my life right now? Mm-hmm. And then through that, love emanates. And then can I have compassion for where I am right now? So in many ways, it's about if, if you ask yourself, can I accept where I am right now? But then it's about defining after that where I am right now. Mm. And then ask the question, can I have compassion for where I am right now? We might not all be where we want to be in our life. Our lives might be whatever they are we're still growing and learning every single day. What's going on in your life right now? Can you close your eyes, move into your heart space and accept where you are right now? The only way that you're gonna move to the next step in your life is if if we accept where we are. Movement cannot happen forward in our lives without accepting where we are right now, because then we will never know where we need to take that next step. We will always be fighting where we are right now, as opposed to breathing, accepting, whether you like it or not, this is where I am. I want to uh, jump on here. Go ahead, Josh. No, mine's going to be long, so go ahead. Okay. I want to just acknowledge uh, Elena Valencia. Welcome to Real Men Real Talk Live. Love to know where you call home today. Uh, But uh, she says something here that's quite interesting, I find. Uh, She says, stepping outside of ourselves to connect with others through the act of compassion can sometimes be easier than having compassion for ourselves. What do you make of that, Josh, Richard? That's brilliant. That's just where I was going uh, with (laughs) this, Elena, because Jeff, you were talking about that self-acceptance and that self-compassion. And for me, that was way harder than having compassion for other people. I grew up in a home where, um, uh, you know, the, my family was always sort of taught, get the shirt off your back, be super kind to others, be really thoughtful, be, you know, um, be generous. And so for me, giving compassion to other people was easy. Um, I never struggled with that. Uh, where I, what I struggled with was compassion towards myself. And, um, that was hard to learn as probably, I'm probably still learning that to this day because I had so much shame and so much, um, self-criticism and so many self-judgments that I was like, how could anybody love me? How could anybody, um, I, I, I couldn't see why anybody could have compassion for me. Mm-hmm. And that meant I had zero for myself. Um, I thought I was unlovable. 
And so therefore, how could I love myself? Um, so that has been a way more difficult journey um, than having compassion for others. And, and I've also, through my self-love and through, um, through my journey, I've learned how to, what, what it has done is opened me up to deeper levels of compassion for others. Um, but I think it's in a, it's in a different way. It's in the way that um, I'm able to truly accept people um, and meet them where they're at because I'm not creating a story around their judgments on me or their uh, criticisms about me. And it's, I was, because I was caught in that cycle, I was making everything that, that the world, how the world was responding to me, I was making it about me. And therefore mm -hmm. it's, I'm not in a true place of compassion for others because I'm stuck in my head. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not in that heart space. I'm not in operating from that love space. I'm operating from a space of, you know, oh, they, they might be uh, judging me this way, or they might be, uh, you know, don't show this side of yourself because that's unlovable or don't show that side of yourself. And mm. so I was constantly, a lot of my time was consumed in hiding and covering up what I was ashamed or afraid to show the world, that unlovable part of me. Mm. I'm gonna. I, I want to take a moment here, Josh, just to thank you. Um, you just shared a, a real vulnerable part of your life with us, and thank you for that because that's what this show is about. This show is about us showing up and being real. And part of being real is being truthful about our past and about our present. And so thank you for that. I wanna I wanna challenge us as a group right now because we're 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 kind of touching on the fact that it's easier to show compassion for others than it is for ourselves much of the time, especially if we haven't done any type of shadow work or healing work, uh, facing our past wound, pivotal moments and experiences. But here's where it can get slippery. Because if we haven't done the work and we're showing up for others in what we perceive as a compassionate way, are we willing to be honest with ourselves and really ask, what is our motive in that moment? Mm -hmm. are, we, are we really coming from compassion? With no, with, with no expectations of anything to get back? Or are we giving in a compassionate way because part of us, it could be a subconscious perspective or subconscious decision that there's something that we want in return for us showing up for someone else. Mm -hmm. So are we really being compassionate or do we have another motive, which is mm. I'll do this for you because then you're going to feed me or fuel me and give me what I need back in return. There you go. And, uh -huh. and that is not the true essence <clears throat> of what I learned compassion is about. But mm. you see, when I just, just described that to you guys, I'm going to invite you to, to kind of let me know what you think of what I just shared. I have in a moment here. But that was how I showed up most of my life. 
I wasn't, I wasn't coming from that, that heart space. When we, when I made the decision to, to, to be present for someone else and show compassion, it was coming from my head. Mm. And, and it usually involved an expectation that wasn't expressed. It wasn't an agreement. It wasn't a, an agreement between that person and myself. It was me needing something from you. So I'll show you compassion now, but you get you, but I expect you to give me something back. And what ends up happening for many of us that don't get that thing back because we weren't doing it, we weren't in it from a heart space, is eventually we get tired. We may get tired of showing up for that same person, continuously showing so-called compassion. And what I mean by tired is eventually we may even get resentful. So as long as there's any emotions attached to giving and being of service to someone else that creates a toxic low vibration or energy within you or thoughts or feelings of of resentment, um, then it's not compassion. What do you make of that, Ev? And, and that's where you're going into. And thanks for sharing that, brother. Um, you know, we're all open up pretty vulnerable tonight. It's beautiful. Uh, but that's where we go into one of those beautiful gifts and lessons of the heart space. And we've talked about in the last uh, couple of episodes, which is that gift of being able to give and receive that equal energy exchange. You see, if we're trying to take someone else's energy because it's something that we can't fulfill within, that's when we're starting to fuel or feed off another source, not from an open heart, but from a damaged and wounded one. Mm-hmm. See, one of those beautiful lessons like I'm talking about here with that gift of giving and receiving, that can be wounded very, very easily. From that heart space, I was talking just a little bit about that heart chakra last week, but that development of that heart space is from the years of 6 to 12 years old. So that's quite a long span of time. But you think, my brothers and sisters, in that time around that 6 and 12, I know for me, it was around that 10 to 12 years old that my parents went separate ways. So I couldn't feel that love. I couldn't feel that compassion. I couldn't feel that energy that I was needing or that I was searching for as a child. And so what happens as we go into our adulthood, we go searching it for the other places and things outside of ourselves. That may fall onto the beloved. And that's where we go into energy vampiring. You ever felt someone out there? Very, very, very prevalent at the moment too, where someone's just taken and taken from you. And particularly if you have really been able to dip in to that unlimited space and energy reserves of love from your heart space, you feel depleted. Mm -hmm. You feel tired because you've been able to do your work. And that's why I talked about the intro of tough love. It's important to have your own boundaries when um, practicing compassion. And that's because when we've got our own boundaries up, we're practicing that self-love but you're also divinely handing that other person the gift of love through compassion. Mm. Digest that for a while. Mm. 
Powerful, powerful, Ev. So uh, I, I think I think what I want to do is, uh, Jeff, uh, invite you to take a moment here to kind of piggyback on where I went with this because um, I think part of the process of really checking in with our own self, I, I love to refer to it as vitals. Like when we go to the doctor, they check your vitals to make sure you're stable. But we can check our own vitals today. And it's not about checking your temperature or checking your blood pressure. It's really just checking in with yourself, with your truth, and asking yourself, am I coming from compassion or am I coming from my headspace? Am I really showing up for this person from love, even, even if I don't agree or endorse what they're doing or how they're behaving? But are we able to meet that person in that space and still honor them and respect them, even if we don't agree with them? Mm -hmm. Compassion, I don't think, means that we have to agree. I just have to be willing to understand that you're right where you're at, and I could meet you there without compromising my own well-being. Mm -hmm. That's the boundaries I think you're referring to, Ev, Simple. is even in that moment when you walk in or step in and know how much of my energy am I willing to invest or give away in this conversation with this person? Mm -hmm. Because if you give it all away and it's 10 a.m., your day is going to get long pretty quick. Mm. And where was the self-compassion there? Mm-hmm. So it's it, it, it's it's definitely takes some um, awareness, and I think giving compassionately is is to be done with really about awareness for yourself as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. A lot of questions. <laughs> roaming out in, 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 in my mind. The first one really comes, um, compassion to me is not an act of doing. Compassion is an act of being. Mm. Wow. Mm -hmm. I like that. We choose to do whatever we want to do with another or whatever through love, through self-acceptance, and through compassion. I'm going to go right back to where Ev started. It's in here. It's in our heart space. Mm. What Josh spoke about is something that I did so often in my life was giving myself away to be loved. The attachment is, was, if I help you, if I give to you, if I take care of your needs, the attachment mm. is, then I will prove to you I am lovable, and then you will love me. There's no, there there's, no, there's no compassion within that what whatsoever. Mm -hmm. It's a wound within me because of my lack of self-love. Compassion comes mm -hmm. from first from self-love. 
we have to work on the self-love part so that we can have compassion and self-acceptance. And then compassion is in our heart space. It's a feeling. We feel compassionate towards another. It's, it, for me, it's not an act of doing, it's being. I am feeling compassion for that person. I don't have to do a damn thing. Why? Because I'm feeling compassion for that person. Mm. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to be anything. But mm. I could choose to maybe express myself with compassion mm. at a higher resonance and vibration. Or not. Because you're just saying, well, I, I hear that person. I see what's going on in the world. I don't agree with it. Can I look at it compassionately? If we all did that, and that would shift the energetic structure mm -hmm. of this planet. Mm -hmm. If we all move in mm -hmm. our heart and, and look at what's happening well, through the mm -hmm. eyes of compassion, through your heart space of compassion, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to voice your opinion. You don't have to do anything like that. I am feeling compassionate. I compassionately disagree. Check this out, uh, guys. Uh, Bob mm. Phillips uh, says, coming in from Sedona, Arizona, uh, welcome to the show, Bob, uh, welcome back. He says, when compassion shows up and it's not from the heart, it's called manipulation. Bob, you just framed it out, what I was, what I was conveying in my own words, but this, mm. is, uh, this really nets it out. And a lot mm. of the times, uh, I could tell you that we're not even aware consciously aware that we are, that it is a form of manipulation, as long as there's this underlying toe, this underlying need, as Jeff even described it for him, it, it, it was, and for many of us, it's, if I do for you, maybe you'll like me, or maybe you'll love me, mm. maybe you'll acknowledge me, maybe I'll start to feel better about myself. There's, mm, another, yes. there's mm -hmm. another type of compassion I want to touch on, I want to bring it in bring to the table tonight, which is, uh, and it's a hot topic right now. And, and I really, I, I want to always avoid current events, politics and religion. But I do want to bring up an example that I have embraced very recently is that um, because we're living in a duality right now of those vaccinated and those not vaccinated. And even although um, I may have a different relationship with this, with this decision to make, I have started to make it a practice before I go into someone's home to reach out to them and ask them, let them know, look, this is where I'm at. And I don't want to come into your home if you're not comfortable. Mm. regardless of what their answer is to me, that is me wanting to have a showing compassion for them, even if we not align philosophically regarding vax or no vax. Mm. But certainly for me to be able to, I had to, I had to really work on having 
understanding of those that have a very different perspective on the current uh, COVID. Yet not judging, but really doing some work around acceptance, as you said early on, Jeff, mm -hmm. and understanding that just because I see it one way, it doesn't mean that, 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 there's, that my way is right or your way is right. Mm -hmm. And I want to just be able to honor and respect you. And so, for example, most recently, I was invited to a 60th birthday celebration for my freshman roommate from college. And I first accepted the invite, RSVP. And then I thought about it and I, I realized, you know what? I want to reach out because I know his position uh, he's pretty vocal about it. And in the end, I, I, I reversed and said, you know, it, it's probably best if, if I don't come. Mm. Uh, because I want to honor and respect your relationship and, and not uh, have you at this ease with me being there. And so for me, that's an act of compassion. Compassion is, is, is not ignoring or being a snowplow. Mm over other people that may see things from a different perspective and have a different relationship. Mm -hmm. But just to be able to honor them right where they're at. And in that moment, from my perspective, what helps me navigate through these choppy waters is compassion. Most of it in this day and age, in this world right now, it's a huge fight to be right. <laughs> I'm right. I'm right. What mm -hmm. I'm, what what I know, I'm right. Oh wait, uh, but I'm right. Mm. Uh, oh no, I'm right. Um, where's the compassion in free thinking? Where's the compassion mm. in in anything that is um, something that doesn't resonate with you? Well, I think another thing, too, is we get so caught, we spend our entire days inside our own head and our own mind, um, and we sort of get lulled into this belief that everybody thinks like us, you know, mm -hmm. and that's not the case. And so compassion is having that ultimate acceptance of like, mm -hmm. you know, they are who they are and feel the way that they feel. I am who I am. I feel the way that I feel honoring both in that space at the same time. And then just allowing to be in life. And just, like you were saying, Jeff, yeah. just be, just be. Why yeah. do we always have to be in our heads about it? Yeah. Mm. Just, I mean, I, it just, it, it, it's confounding to me how so many people make so much stuff so important outside of love. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Speaking of that, I want to take a moment here, uh, pulling up June. June, I want to take a moment to thank you for sharing um, a moment of vulnerability with us. And welcome back to the show. I know it's been some time since we've seen you. You've been active in your life. And welcome back to Real Men, Real Talk Live. She says, my daddy had a difficult time showing compassion because he did not love himself. I saw this growing up as a wee little girl, and thus became a very compassionate and loving person. As a teenager, then an adult, I refused to repeat the pattern shown in me from my daddy. 
So what you're really saying, if I may paraphrase you, is you broke the chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, mom, on the other hand, made up for all the compassion lacking from my dad. I will forever be grateful to her. And so it's interesting, June, you had the contrast right within your own home. Mm. And it's interesting that as a young, younger self, you were able to see it and you were able to assess it and you were able to net it out. And you Mm. chose a different path. You chose the path. uh, It sounds to me like your mom was the mentor that um, taught you how to connect with compassion. Mm. If you've grown up in a home uh, where there's a victim mentality and you're just surviving and getting by, there's a pretty high chance, probability, that you may not have been taught compassion. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because if you're living in a victim mentality and if you even, let's say, grew up in in poverty, there's, and it may sound like I'm generalizing, but I'm just speaking from my own experience. Um, It's possible that you may not understand how to show up for others in a healthy, compassionate way. And Mm. I do agree with what June just said, as well as Jeff, you you shared it earlier in this program tonight, which is is that I, I believe that the healthiest way to embrace compassion is through first embracing it for yourself, self-compassion, as Ev talked about. And the only way to get there is through healing the shadows and the wounds around lack of Mm self-love. I could tell you guys that six years ago, I didn't, I had no compassion for myself. And I struggled with compassion for others. I even remember when um, my father-in-law passed away and my wife at the time was mourning, grieving the loss of her dad. And I really, really, this is my truth. I absolutely struggled having compassion. I, I, I think I gave her, I say gave her, up here about four to five months. But at the six month mark, I was like, when are you gonna get over this? I mean, that, mm. that's how I wow. showed up. I was that wow. toxic masculine husband. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, so Jay, here's the thing, what, not to interrupt you, but, but that but, leads to, if you have a challenge feeling your feelings in your heart space. There you go. There is no way in the world that you can have compassion. There you go. Or feel compassion for anyone or anything else in your life. There you go. You, you got it. The, 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 the basis and the foundation for all of this work is what am I feeling? What am I feeling? What am I feeling? Can I move in? and feel my feelings because when you learn how to feel and feel so deeply that you can actually feel the energy Mm. that comes from those feelings 
and then have those feelings through self-love and allow yourself to feel. You're probably going to do what Jay did and probably we all, all did. I mean, my mother was, you know, many, my mother was a, a loving person, but it was like she shut off her feelings. Mm. The only way we can have mm -hmm. any of this, compassion, love, love of another, um, is if we learn how to feel and we mm. allow those feelings to come up, we take those labels off of feelings. A feeling yeah. is negative. A feeling is positive. Mm. No. Feelings are feelings. And you mm. allow the energy and the feelings to move through you. And once you allow yourself to immerse yourself in your feelings, then you will begin to know how to have compassion or feel compassion. It's what I said earlier. Compassion is feeling, folks. It's mm. not feeling. It's first the feeling. Mm. I am feeling compassion. But the only way you can feel that is to feel your feelings and become a feeling being. We are feeling beings. <laughs> we shut off our feelings or we've been modeled that or we've had feelings that are labeled negative and feels, feelings that are labeled positive. If that's the case, you're never going to feel because feelings are just feelings. And then we can move into, then you can feel, then, then I can feel Josh, then I can feel Ev, then I can feel Jay. And then mm. is when you can go into have, have feeling compassion for them. And then you could make a choice by simply saying, hey, Jay, I'm feeling you, man. I'm feeling, mm. feel that compassion. What do you need? Do you need mm -hmm. me? Let me, let me ask you this. I'm going to pose this question to Ev, uh, piggybacking off of what you just shared, Jeff. Mm. <clears throat> Jeff, by the way, you described, that was, that was, that was the deep root of me was that I was so shut down. I was so numbed out. And I don't want to make this about pharmaceuticals, but they contributed to 21 years of psych meds. They mm. numbed me out to the point where I was shut down, but I'm not blaming it on them. It was a contributing factor. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, wow. once I surrendered and began my healing journey to come home and experience what self-love can feel like, for the first time in my life, I gave myself permission to feel because what I had done was I had walled off mm -hmm. any feelings other than anger, frustration, resentment, for the most mm -hmm. part. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you, Ev, how do we turn on to feelings? How do we, how do we remove the wall, mm -hmm. especially as men? Yeah. We were taught, you know, we were taught, we were taught, you know, men don't cry, tough it out. Man up. Man up. Man up. Somebody's got to explain that to me, but go ahead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, 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 that, and that was a big part for me. You know, it's definitely one of those big parts here in the land down under, you know, that you put those feelings aside and those emotions. But a couple of the beautiful exercises that I help people with to try and understand some of these feelings that we're practicing compassion that you're talking about there, Jay. Um, one of the things I love to say is that, you know, you, you treat yourself like a friend. 
So we're talking about these feelings. We're talking about these emotions. So the next time you're going through some sort of pain, you're going through some sort of suffering, ask yourself, if that was your best friend, how would I respond? Mm-hmm. So th- think of a time that someone, you know, your beloved, good friend, you know, was feeling a particular way about themselves when they were struggling. How did you react? What did you say to them? Why not say the same to yourself? If that doesn't make sense, why don't you treat yourself like a child? Maybe you connect better and you maybe identify a little bit better about being able to be considerate for a child that may be in need, that may be suffering. So this is going back to that inner child again. And this is where we can become more mindful of some of those feelings and emotions that may be laying dormant in those murky waters like we're talking about in the previous show. So they were two big things for me in my personal journey, but how I've helped people to be able to identify some of those feelings. And just to know, my brothers and sisters, that we're not perfect. We all make mistakes, or as Mr. Rothman says, missteps. So to really come back to that humility, humanity version of who we are in the human condition and understand that nothing is perfect, it's just progress. So we can embrace then some of those feelings and emotions to show that compassion for other people, places and things outside of self. There there are a couple of things for me, Jay, that I've done in my past and been able to help people. Mm. Man, Ev... If, if I talk to myself like my friends, I was a really shitty friend. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what I'm saying, brother. Oh, man. This is what but I'm you, saying, man. But you brought up a really good point too, Evan. I want to touch on this, is having compassion for the current landscape. Mm-hmm. So I think what I've noticed a lot too is people are, when your job is threatened, when your career is being ripped out from under you, like it has for so many people this last year, when you're, a lot of people are wrapped, they have their identity wrapped up in what they do. And that's who they are. And I've seen friends losing businesses and I've seen people losing their livelihood because their livelihood involved doing things with mass amounts of people. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my sister being one of them had a, her, 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 entire career dried up overnight. Mm-hmm. And what do you do with that? And you, I, a lot of us over this last year have been in survival mode. We're just trying to get by. We're trying to find the next step. We're trying to reinvent ourselves. We're trying to figure out who we are again, possibly. And so, and all of that is our brain trying to get back to comfortable and to what we know. And so all of those unknowns create an incredible amount of brain activity. And it is harder to be in our heart space. It's harder to have compassion for others when we are caught in our own survival thinking in our own mode. So I wanted to, as you talked about, you know, com- having compassion for ourselves, um, Yes, we might all have maybe not operated from the most compassionate place these last 15, you know, 18 months. Mm. But to have that compassion for ourselves that we are going through a lot of extra things and our brain is really trying to figure out this new world that none of us could have ever anticipated or ever seen. And so having compassion for our missteps 
during this past period too, um, and not being so harsh or judgmental on ourselves. And then reminding ourselves that compassion is a choice. Um, we can choose to show up for friends and for others or give that smile and, and hello and good morning to that gas station attendant, even when we're caught in our own thinking about how the day's gonna work out or what's gonna happen today or this or that. It's taking that moment, um, like Jeff said, to be in the present, notice what's around us, notice other people, and then choosing to share from that heart space and from that loving space and not allowing ourselves to just get caught on the freaking bullet train of our brain trying to figure this thing out all the time. So that, that self-compassion, that self-love. Um, yeah, I, love, that I love that, Josh. Uh, shifting from me consciousness to we consciousness. Exactly. You know, you know what helps me, guys, sometimes now? Um, when I see someone that I care about struggling in some, in some form, and what helps me uh, activate compassion for that individual is when I'm able to actually consciously see them as their younger self mm. and understand that in that moment, their challenge or their struggle could be their younger self feeling those feelings. And when I'm able to see them as the younger self, it helps me uh, activate compassion for that individual and hold space for them in that moment. I, I could tell you guys that if I hadn't done my own work around sympathy, empathy, and compassion, I wouldn't be able to do the kind of work I do today with the, the guests and clients that book me and come through and do hike and heels hmm. because it takes incredible compassion to touch and reach my, the guests that come through and my clients. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm not looking for anything in return. I truly go into my work today with the intention of just meeting them right where they're at. And what I get in return for that is the gift. And the gift is when they have a breakthrough. The gift is when they can acknowledge how it was a pivot for them, how they heard something that they hadn't heard before, that they weren't aware of. And the gift doesn't settle into my headspace and then the ego, it hits me right in the heart every single day. Mm. 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 For me, it is one of the most fulfilling things that I get to experience is through my compassion. I see other people shifting, having breakthroughs, 
healing mind, body, and soul. And it's so beautiful. But I wouldn't have the ability to do that if I hadn't first done my own work. Mm. The work of learning how to like myself and eventually falling in love. That was the gateway to compassion for others. And so as we, we approach the hour, we have just under eight minutes till the hour. I want to take us into our last segment of tonight's show, Ma Magical Chairs. Uh, for those of you that may not be familiar with what magical or musical chairs is about, when I uh, bring you up and uh, to my top shelf or next to me, to my right, that is, that means it's your time. It's You got three to four minutes to... Uh, to respond to a question that may be asked of you by, by one of our other co-hosts. So tonight it's open game, it's open questions. And uh, let's see who I'm going to put up first. I'm going to put jo Josh Richter. I'm going to put you in a hot seat first. And I'm going to invite uh, Ev or Jeff. Either of you guys have anything that comes up for you that you'd like to ask of Josh Richter around the topic of compassion with action. Mm. Let's go deep, as F says. Deep. Does <laughs> it have to be action with compassion? Sorry, what was that again, Jeff? Does there have to be action outwardly with compassion? And and then I've got one for you to top on that, brother, after you answer that for Jeff. And then well, what, are, what, what are some of your self-care behaviors that you've been able to practice in your life, brother, mm. to be more compassionate up until this point. Mm. Does there have to be action? Um, well, couldn't we say that compassion is inaction? Like we were saying, staying in the present, noticing what's going on around us. Um, it's sort of the antithesis of action. Uh, it's a choice. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely something we have to consciously do because it's um, it for sure doesn't come naturally. Um, you know, I think we are so caught in our own minds and in our own cycles of thinking that uh, we have to remind ourselves, hey, like, uh, you know, like Jay said, notice that person as a as a small child. What? What is their wounding? What are they hiding? What are they trying to cover up? Um, and so I guess there's, there's, there's action there, but it's, I, from a man's point of view, I, I see action as sort of like forcing something or, you know, bending life to trying to bend life to our will. And that is a mental energy, not a heart space energy. So I, see, I like that. Brilliant. What is well, bending life to our will? Life to our will. Oh, love that. Ooh. So I see compassion. It, there is action that needs to be taken, but maybe we call it um, movement. You know, movement. <laughs> aware, awareness. Yeah, maybe we call it awareness. I, I, I guess the word action to me just seems like the low vibe, you know, male energy that I was stuck in for so long, trying to bend life to my will. So, um, and then your question, Ev, was the self-care that I do now. Yeah. 
particularly uh, to, to, to be more aware, like you just said, you know, um, mm. to be more compassionate is, is, is that definitely uh, show of awareness within your life. So what are some of the self-care behaviours that you're able to practice, you know, not only for mm. self-compassion within your life, but so you can be compassionate with others? Right, right, right. Um, yeah, it's... You know, I, I, I share that story of that old boss that I had where it was the only person I think on this planet that I've had like full on screaming matches with because he would come at me out of 12 and was accusing me of being lazy and all of these things that just at my core, I am not. And so I felt I had to match his energy and uh, and yell back. And I didn't show up as my best self. I think the first two blowouts that we had. And by the third one, I was trying to decide what rather than, you know, like, hey, this guy is just a complete a-hole. I started to look at it as what what can I do uh, to change the situation and what can I do to change the energy around this? And um, I chose to show up with compassion, that awareness. And so I remember in the middle of our giant third argument, I remember just looking at him uh, much like a child, Jay and saying, um, how did I scare you? How did I frighten you? Where, where is this coming from? Um, curiosity is an amazing tool. Um, and when we start asking questions uh, is when we get interesting answers back. So I mm. think um, for me, uh, a practice or an awareness is to start asking questions. Where is this coming from? And then we've, we've also touched on it in past episodes, asking what's their motivation or what's my motivation uh, in these moments. And that really sort of opens me up to um, kind of pulling myself out of the moment and going, yeah, why is this? And, and I know uh, through my studies and everything that often anger is a mask for fear. And so in the moment that my boss was yelling at me and I had this awareness of like, wow, what's his motivation with this? I was like, Oh, something in this scared him or something in me scared him. And then I was able to meet him after answering those, asking those tough questions and then answering them. I was able to meet him with compassion and go, Oh, wow. I'm in my head. I'm thinking I didn't mean to scare you or I didn't, it wasn't my intention to scare you. And so then I was able to be compassionate and it diffused the whole argument. Um, mm. So, yeah, I would say tools would be the questions that we ask. What is their motivation? What is our motivation? And then um, getting curious are two tools that I use. Powerful tools, brother. Asking questions. Love that. Love Bob's that. Bob's tonight. Bob's hot. Bob <laughs> says, yes, it's about action like love, relatively empty without action. Mm. I think that's the difference. Uh, my understanding and looking at uh, doing some research a couple of years ago when I was really willing to dive into and really turn, um, turn my life around as far as being compassionate for others. The difference between empathy and compassion, my understanding was that um, compassion is the action step. There's an action associated with it. It's not just empathy is I feel your pain. I see you, but you're not inviting assistance to that individual. Mm. Uh, compassion is, is how can mm. I help? How can I be of service to you? 
Yeah. What can I do to help you in this moment? And that's draw and that's drawing the line between sympathy and empathy too, Joe. What you mentioned there. You there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Big, big time. So my, I have a question. Josh, you're Suppose you already had your question. Oh, wait, wait. I'm gonna go back <laughs> this action, this action thing. Suppose somebody and you're in total disagreement with agreement with. Um and they're forcing trying to be right with you, they're possibly Josh's boss. Why does there need to be action with that person as opposed to saying, oh, okay, I'm feeling them. I'm seeing where they are. I'm not quite sure what they're all, they are. I'm where I am. I'm going to move into compassion for wherever they are in this moment in their life. My question is, why does there have to be action with that? Did you, hear the, did you hear the word you said, brother? You said, I'm going to move into compassion. Isn't that an action? Because I'm talking about outward action. Why? Did, because, yes, it is an inward action. It's why I asked Josh, why is it action outwardly? Does it have to be action outwardly? It is an action inward. Mm -hmm. But if you're in a moment with someone and may never be in, a, in agreement with that person, but you can still have compassion and acceptance for where they are, mm -hmm. but you can also choose to not have any action with them. Mm. And that's, that's empathy. Then comes your boundary. Mm. But I'm yeah. feeling compassion for where they are. Empathy is is another part of it, but compassion is an all-encompassing, I, I see you, I feel you, I miss, we're in disagreement, but I'm choosing right now to have compassion for where you are and have compassion for where I am and then leave it. There you go. All right. There, there does not have to be an action outwardly, just as love does not have to be an action outwardly. Compassion is a state of being. Love is a state of being. Mm. There's states right. of being. They're, they're, and then we choose action if we want to choose action. All right, Fasano, you're up. Father just went. That was the 10-minute Ten minute uh, multi multi question uh, response. Thanks, um, so Fasana, you're up now. This is this is I'm gonna we're gonna put you on a hot seat, and you got three minutes because you just we just using your three minutes for Josh. We're, we're borrowing now. Well, I just I, I'll 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 do a minute because I just took two. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, anyone got a question, Fasano? Mm. I got a question for you. <laughs> <laughs> Far away, Jay. How are you now? I'm this is I'm not I'm not asking you to give me your head answer. I want you to give me your honest answer from your heart. 
I'm going to lie right. to you right from my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here, here it is. Is like 72 shows, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because we're still human. That's why I'm saying that. Look, mm -hmm. Jeff, Jeff called me up earlier this week. Yeah. He got he got triggered. He got activated, as Sue Gaskell uh, said. Same thing. Yep. By someone else's behavior. And he did a beautiful thing. He reached out to a friend. And he said, "I, you have a few minutes. I want to talk. I, I, I want to share something with you. And take it away. What happened for you then? Well, it... The magical thing that happened Wow. Um, the magical thing that happened when I got <laughs> this is the magic of Jay Rothman. He he just said, hmm. We 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 talked about it, we went through it, and then Jay said, hmm. You mean the feelings. We, you got out the feelings, the hurt. I I I, I spewed i you said purged. how i felt and i yeah. purged it and then jay just said hmm can you look at it through the eyes of compassion can mm. you look at this with compassion and i just uh, that i i went wow wow when jay asked me that question i it, it took me out of it Mm -hmm. our conversation before that was about me there you go how it made me feel uh what was coming up for me this that and the other thing and then jay just turned around after we because that's a wonderful process folks mm -hmm. if jay and i would have taped that it would it's a great process that jay i said ask jay can i share some stuff jay goes yeah sure go share away and then I shared and shared, and then we had the pro we processed it through. And then Jay asked me the question, "Can you look at look at it with compassion?" And that just shifted me in my heart space, and took the charge of the situation out of it. Took the me me out of it after I, mm -hmm. you know, shared. And then I looked at the other person. And I moved him into a place of neutrality through compassion for wherever that person is in their life. That might sound like me saying, I'm in a, I know more than them. Um, I'm more spiritual than them. No. What that says is, can you accept where they, where they are in that moment? You've shared, you've had your feelings. You've 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 let, you've released that energy. Now let's take a chance. On, let's look at it from a different perspective through compassion. Beautiful. And that just shifted. And that's how this topic came. Yeah, out. exactly. Mm -hmm. Now before 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 uh, we went there in in this conversation we had, the other thing that I invited you to do was to ask yourself how old were you feeling when you exactly. were triggered yep and and for you to have the awareness 
that it was your younger self that one more time felt an emotion that didn't serve you then and is certainly not going to serve you now as a 63-year-old man, right? It was, so, my, it was my wounded little boy. There you go. Um, feeling not, actually not being validated or... Rejection. Uh, there was rejection seen, there. Seen for who I am. And I, and uh. I felt that um, I'm not good enough popped up. I'm not lovable enough. How could, you know, mm. and it was all of that, that, that came up with it. Um, and we can go into, and I did, you know, how dare that person do that? Look at what I, you know, and it, and all of that projection. You get all of that out. That's this is a wonderful tool of getting all of that out, sharing all of that, letting that energy go, and then looking at it from a, a from a diff, different perspective. Because a lot of that was little Jeff, my wounded child, coming up, as opposed mm -hmm. to being in the here and now as the sixty-three-year-old adult Jeff. And Jay, just we just got there. Through, yeah, it, through, it, it was through, it was it was through, so bad. It was so beautiful yeah. to uh, to have that experience. Mm. Um, on so many levels, so many levels. Yeah. And even for me, it, it it's just just a reminder again that even when when we get activated or triggered, um, and make it about us. It, it never is. It's always about the behavior is always about the other person. But it's an opportunity to turn a mirror and look at ourselves and go, why is this bothering me so much? Why, uh -huh. why, why do I feel so angry or so hurt? And there's it's usually, you know, it's usually our younger self, and it's either feelings of abandonment, feelings of rejection. You know, being the last kid picked on a playground or the PE class in grade school because, you know, you weren't as good an athlete as all the other kids. Mm -hmm. yeah, you know what, Jay, you know what it was, too, when when I think about it, what I was doing is I was I was when I Jay can even I was defending myself. You know that, that we go I was going in and defending Mm. myself and and it was but i'm telling you the magical words were can we look at it through compassion yeah beautiful and when jay said that it neutralized everything <laughs> yeah. it, it was like this huge dark ominous cloud just dissipated it just broke up and yep. and it was like Boom! You got it. I asked the question, and it it hit it hit you right here. Yep. Because mm. everything else was coming from up in here. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And uh, and then you know your ego even had had a solution on strategy and how you were gonna <laughs> how you were gonna address it with that individual. Right. And, and, then, uh, and then I ran into that individual last night, and it was neutral and is actually very loving. 
Beautiful. Nice. Beautiful. Nice. Oh, Congrats. Love that. I, I, mm. I'm gonna. I want to bring this up here. Although you're out of you're overtime, Jeff. You're gonna owe me. <laughs> you're gonna owe me something. But Bob Phillips says I have a question for Jeff. What does love look like without action? Ooh, not okay. about what does love look like. Is what does love feel like? Okay, I could answer that. Go ahead, Ev. Is it my go? Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's a okay. feeling. It's a feeling. It's feeling. Love is feeling. Good, Evan. Oh, is that the question for me, Joe? Or uh, to... Yeah. Well, yeah. You could take it. You could take it. <laughs> as long as Bob Bob Phillips, you don't mind, do you? Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Which way? But we're we're all one here, Bob. We're all we one. are. We're all one. But, you know, beautiful question, my brother. And I guess that's how I can wrap it up because, you know, I started off and I talked about why it's so important to really heal that wounded heart, heart space if we're trying to practice some of this self-compassion first within our life to be able to then beautifully share with other people, places and things around us. Now, when I took us on that deep rainbow serpent dreaming last week, I touched on little parts and, you know, it's very vital that we understand, particularly in this heart space, what it's got so much importance and why it's so significant in how we practice compassion, whether it's an action, whether it's a non-action within our lives. You know, we've just touched on and Jeff shared beautifully uh, about those childhood wounds. You know, I've talked about them tonight. We've all brushed on them just subtly. But, you know, if we can't get into practicing that compassion you know, with others outside of ourselves, we surely haven't really cleansed. We surely haven't cleaned those murky waters that I was talking about down in that sacral part of who we are. You see, when I talked about rising up into the solar, the sun part of who we are before we get to the center of heart space, the sun is the real driver. It is the real force the real liquid, the real fuel behind how is your heart going to operate out in this world and share some compassion. So if your sun, your solar is not running, it's not giving any fuel to the heart, what you're going to find from heart space is that you start to look for other fuel sources, which may be up in the air or the mind or the brain, the headspace, like Josh has talked about. It may be down in the lower part of the mind, which many men, many women as well, may be looking for love in their lives. You see, when we are able to really heal those emotions and those feelings that we've talked about tonight down in those lower parts of our foundation, our deep-rooted consciousness, we're able to give that fuel to that heart to really practice out something like compassion. Now, I only touched on that little bit of a lesson and that gift that each and all of us could share with that equal exchange of being able to give and receive love within our lives. And why is that so important? Because my brothers and sisters, we are love. What does action look like without love? Uh, what does love look like without action, Bob? It's called truth. Let me say that again. Love without action is truth. We are love. 
Mm. You see, the solar part of who we are, the sun, is the doing into the world. There's your action. Mm -hmm. The throat is the expression out into the world. Mm. But the heart is the being. The heart is the knowing. The heart is the truth. So my brothers and sisters, we've dived in deep tonight. And that's why I wanted to finish on that note. It's really honoring and valuing this beautiful thing that we have as the heart space. I shared that, you know, there was a part of my life where I wasn't able to show the compassion with other people, places and things outside myself. It was because I hated the person I saw in the mirror, man. So I invite my brothers and sisters, get a journal. Look yourself in the mirror tomorrow morning and write down what you're talking to yourself. Write down the very language that you speak to yourself. What thoughts, what feelings, what emotions may be lying deep in that lowest part of your foundation, of your rooted area. So then when we start to rise, like I said, and be able to really build up that solar, that sunny within each and all of us to be the fuel and the very energy of our heart space to be and live our truth out in the world, then, my brothers and sisters, we can share this beautiful word on the also ever encompassing compassion. I want you to look at that word, compass. It is the center and it is the knowing, it is the truth. Uh. Wow. Evis Love Heath, bringing it home, breaking it down. Episode number 72 on Real Men Real Talk Live. I tell you guys, boy, did I miss this show. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Love, mm. love is our truth. It's who we are. We're just going to get back to Just going to get back home. Love is the core truth within all of us. It's our mm. truth. We have to we have to peel through the layers of wounding to get back to that. There you go. So walk mm. back home, brother. Maybe that's the next show topic, peeling Peeling back the layers. Uh -huh. Cracking wow. that armor. <laughs> All right. All right. Who's got one for me? I'm ready. Uh, what have we got, Josh? What have we got, brother? Man. When did you first realize that you had no compassion for yourself? What was the catalyst? It's hmm. a good question. I know at the end of, of, of my marriage, my wife was reminding me of of uh, how I how I didn't have the ability to have compassion mm -hmm. 
for her. And uh, so I, I heard it, but it wasn't said in such a loving, kind way. It was a lot of hurt, hurt there. Um, I think it was just part of my awakening, you know, when I had my first spiritual awakening in a hospital in Cedar sinai Medical Center in 15. And you've heard me say, I knew the man I had become and I hated myself. And part of that was uh, I, didn't, I didn't know how to see you. I didn't know how to reach you. I didn't know how to feel you mm. or understand you. And somehow, some way, I, I just had this, this new epiphany, this clarity that it was me. I didn't know how to feel me. I didn't know how to see me. And what I saw, I hated. Mm. And so I surrendered. I just, I just knew that I had a, like an artist. At some point, you surrender the canvas. And you invest in a new canvas. You start over. And what I knew was that I needed to become the artist of my soul. Mm -hmm. And somehow the answer came to me. And the answer was, was that I was frozen like a glacier. Hmm. I was cold as ice. Hmm. And if I wanted to begin to connect with other people, I had to be willing to thaw out so I could feel And I knew that the gateway was self-love. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to end by saying, if you're, if you're listening, if you're live with us or catching us on replay, it's possible that you could thaw out. It's possible that you could surrender the old canvas and begin anew. Mm -hmm. Just start. Start by saying, I surrender. Stop by saying, uncle, I give up. Mm -hmm. Now, giving up doesn't mean you're throwing in a towel. Mm -hmm. Giving up. For me, 
was taking accountability and knowing that I needed to change. I needed to, I needed to grow up. I needed to release the hurt and the anger and the bitterness and the blame and the shame and the guilt for myself, for my parents, for my, my wife at the time and anyone else that had hurt me mm. and that I had hurt. Mm -hmm. And so I think I answered your question. Um, eloquently, yes. Mm. But I, I will say this. Um, I didn't know that in order to feel someone else's pain, you had to first learn how to feel your own pain. And when I was willing to feel my own pain, I was able to dissolve five addictions that didn't include alcohol and drugs. I no longer had to numb out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it starts within. And I encourage you, if you're struggling, do what Jeff did. Reach out to someone. Not someone that's just going to endorse your behavior that may not be best for you, but someone that you can trust, it's someone that maybe has a little bit more um, experience, knowledge, wisdom. That's not going to endorse your toxic thought patterns, mm -hmm. but that's going to help guide you or lead you to your truth. If you're watching the show tonight live or on replay, we invite you to share it out. Share it out in a community. The, the best way that we grow is the organic, the organic, healthy way. Um, if you should be so inclined, if you heard something this evening that resonated with you and uh, you feel in gratitude right now, we invite you to support the program by making a love donation uh, to our Venmo account, Real Men, Real Talk Live. That'll help us continue to bring the podcast to you week after week. Uh, and our commitment to you is we'll keep showing up uh -huh. regardless. But we love you guys. We love you viewers. I love you guys. You guys are just absolutely amazing. Welcome back to episode 72. Have a beautiful week. Have an amazing week and do some self-care. Mm. Blessings. Mm. We'll catch you guys next week on Real Men Real Talk Live. <laughs>